One day to call my mama to remind her we ain't broke. I'm on the move with it. They all watching like what he do with it. It's a night I'm on the move with it. They all watching like what he do with it. Look at him go, look at him go. Welcome to the most must-hear sports podcast in history. Welcome to First Round KO. I am your temporary host for the next five minutes at least, uh, Howard J. Diggers, um, and I'll explain that in a second. Uh, unfortunately, this was supposed to be our Madden ratings podcast, which we had talked about in the last one. Chad and Brian are back joining me again, but uh, Hanson is a little sick. I'm not going to speculate on that in the current climate, but Hanson is uh, not feeling well tonight, so he was not able to join us. And this was a time-sensitive podcast for reasons that will be shared very soon, so we had to get this out. But uh, I think we found a good workaround. I think this is going to work very well because I'm actually really excited for what's about to happen too. Um, So before we get to that, just a quick few things. First round KO sports-wise is going to be back very soon, um, especially with baseball and basketball starting up. Obviously, we're going to uh, we're, we're going to be previewing and talking all about that. So, me and Hanson will be back very soon with a couple special guests that I have lined up. So, very excited for that. Um, also, in August, a new podcast, yes, another podcast, is joining the FRKO family. It'll be me and Zach, um, who has another show that he hasn't really, they've only done a few episodes, but whatever. Um, We're going to be living together. So we're going to be doing just a podcast where we just sit down and talk about life. Um, I'm very excited because me and him talk constantly when we're together. So it's, I, we're just going to hit record and do some shit because it's just fun. It's just fun to do. It's just something that we wanted to do. So look out for that. I'll put out a lot of information on that on the first round KO Twitter once that starts. So without further ado, Today is going to be a quote-unquote pilot episode for Chad and Brian's new podcast. I'm going to let you say the name before I butcher it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm basically going to throw it over to Chad and we're doing their podcast on First Strong KO. Well, thank you for having us, Kyle. I know Brian and I are really excited uh, to pilot uh, the Midwestern Nerds podcast on your show and yes before you ask i look in the mirror every morning for about 20 minutes and repeat that so i don't i I don't botch it it's a lot easier to spell than it is to say yes but yes as kyle said uh we are the midwestern nerds i'm chad Uh, i've been on the show a handful of times love being on uh, first round ko with kyle brian had his first debut on first round ko just a week or two ago brian brian how was that for you uh, it was, it was interesting. I'm not the biggest sports guy in the world, but, uh, I feel like I, I held my own against the ropes. And then once we got into the, the more nerdy side of the podcast, things got a little bit easier for me there. So I think it evened yeah. out. I think it evened out because you were, yeah, you know, you, you, you took your moments at the sports, but then you almost took over when we got to the, the, yeah. I, I bullshitted my way through the sports and then we got to the to the nerdy stuff and then I kind of ran with it so exactly it's like Rocky in the first three rounds versus the last three rounds of any fight he's like oh take your shots take your punches and he comes in for the knockout so during that podcast 
I imagine was the birth of this podcast because I was literally texting Brian during that podcast like, is this not really fun right now? And that is where the Midwestern nerds were, was born. It was, we're born. I'm going to get the boring shit out of the way right now. We are on Twitter at Midwestern nerds. We're on Instagram at Midwestern nerds. We're on Facebook, um, the Midwestern nerds podcast. You can hit us at Gmail, Midwestern nerds at Gmail. All right, boring stuff's out of the way, but I wanted to put it out there because if you like what you hear today, then uh, go follow us. We're going to be putting our stuff out on there. So you guys can see when our new, our first episode, our inaugural podcast, the birth, the origin of Midwestern nerds will come later this week. And I will put all the links of those into the description down below and possibly retweet stuff on Twitter. Excellent. And that's the love we need. And while this is a sports podcast and we're delving into Midwestern nerds, we do have a segment on our show that incorporates sports that we like to call the Chadillac Checkdown. And one of the biggest things that we need to talk about, and we were super excited to talk about on the Madden's Rating Podcast, but instead we're going to talk about it here, is Cam to the Patriots. Kyle, I want to hear what you have on this. A lot of people are freaked out about this. Cam Newton going to the Patriots, which a dude made a a fantastic edit on Twitter like months ago, and everyone is freaking out. Now it's actually a thing. And I'm looking at this logistically. The Patriots don't have a lot of weapons. They never really have, especially since, you know, Deion Branch and Randy Moss were there. Like, they haven't had a spectacular team. Julian Edelman will work I, with Cam. The running back situation, will it's interesting. The main thing is, can Bill Belichick change from what he's been doing forever with Tom Brady, who's just been a pocket guy? He rarely moves. Can he change that playbook into – Cam Newton, which I, if anyone can, I think it's Bel- Bill Belichick to turn on a dime like that. I don't know if it's going to work this year. I'm not too worried, honestly. I don't think it's going to be like the Patriots automatically are winning the division. Like, the rest of the division is getting really good. Buffalo honestly has the best shot, in my opinion, to win the division this year. I don't know. It, it, either Belichick's going to figure this out right away and they're just going to be amazing or it's going to take a while to kind of develop. But again, I just don't really think they have enough weapons right away. Um, that's a good point. And, and Brian, I'll throw it over to you. I know, again, you're not, you're not a huge sports guy, but obviously with Cam Newton, a lot of people are like, remember former MVP, remember, you know, Super Bowl contender. I have from the beginning never been super impressed by Cam Newton. He just has, he's not my style of quarterback. Um, he dresses like my cousin or like one of my, my buddy's grandmas all the time. Like dresses like my aunt. Yeah. Like he, he dresses like Neville Longbottom's aunt. It's like the hair, <laughs> like the hair wraps and, and stuff. And like the, the purses and don't, don't say they're not purses, buddy. If it doesn't have a full sling, I'll give you that it might be a satchel or a side bag, but hashtag backpack gang for life. Um, but he's carrying around purses, wearing fedoras, wearing babushkas. Like he's a Russian milkmaid. I've never been a huge fan of the flashy dresser and whatever. Come in, do your job, get it done. And again, like you said, Bill Belichick, he has always proven that he's been able to rein in players, but is Bill Belichick going to be able to change his style of coaching to fit Cam Newton? It's not going to be Cam to fit Belichick. It's not going to do that. You can't waste uh, the talent that is there. Uh, But again, like you said, there's not a ton of weapons out there. The reason that that team worked so well is how uh, the hoodie – and TB12 works so well together to be able to literally juice every ounce of talent out of those players. 
So now we'll just have to kind of wait and see what happens. Uh, yeah, uh, for me, as like a, a casual football fan, on paper, this looks this makes sense to me because it's just a Brady replacement. I mean, when I think of the Patriots, I think of Tom Brady as like their main <clears> weapon. <throat> when I think of uh, the Pan the Panthers, uh, Cam Newton was their main weapon too. So now that they don't have Brady, to me, it just kind of looks like, all right, we're going to like take one big weapon from another team and replace him. And he's going to be our main big weapon now. Uh, that's how it looks like to me, like for me as a casual football fan. Um, but like, like you guys are talking about Cam Newton's kind of a wild card when it comes to his personality. So we'll just have to wait and see uh, if Belichick can kind of frame that in and do what he wants to do with the team. So with that being said, you know, we talk about Tom Brady, we talk about Cam Newton. These are two big pieces of players moving around. If I had to ask you guys both right now, who has the better season this year? And I don't necessarily mean statistically, if you had to pick, which of these two teams, Patriots or Buccaneers, are going to make it to the playoffs this year? One's in, one's out. Who do you think it is? That's tough. Only because I have so low expectations for both of these teams. It's, I guess I'll give you that, too. If you don't think either of them are doing it, I, just we'll leave it at that. Well, like, I think they can both be wildcard teams. Like I said, I think – but I, if I had to pick, I'd pick the Patriots because – you look at the Patriots division, it's Buffalo and then New York is kind of there and Miami is Miami. But you look at the Buccaneers division, you have the Saints who probably have been screwed out of the Super Bowl like the last three seasons. Like they've been one of the better teams in the NFC for a very long time. now. You have the Falcons who are kind of reloaded. It may work, it may not, but they're still a good football team. And then you have the Panthers who still have a solid uh, defense. They have Christian McCaffrey, who's probably the best football player right now, and Teddy Bridgewater, who knows the division. That division is crazy stacked. The Buccaneers also have a – they have a good coach. They have good weapons for Brady. Their offensive line is not good, and their defensive – their defense isn't good. I think they're, at best, the third-best team in that division. But you look at the Patriots, they have a chance at being the second-best team in that division. They have a chance at the wild card. Yeah, I'd have to go. I'd have to go with the Patriots. Weirdly, on that one. Okay, Patriots. Oh, what do you think, Brian? Uh, the little bit that I've heard and the little bit that I've followed about these two teams, I would. I, I get <clears throat> Kyle, Kyle's standpoint, but I was gonna say the Buccaneers just because to me it sounded like they got, uh, Brady and a bunch of, uh, other Patriots, and so you got people who have worked together before, and. Like Kyle said, they got a decent coach too, so maybe he can round that team together to do what needs to be done. Um, Brady is a good quarterback. I mean, nobody can really deny that, but we've also seen good quarterbacks with, you know, not good weapons and not uh, good linemen to help defend them either. So it's uh, it's kind of a toss-up. I mean, it could go either way, but just if I have to pick Brady – or Cam Newton, which one's going to do their team better and which one's going to take their team farther, I'd probably have to go with Brady. 
for me, I look at it in in one of two ways. If I want to take a standpoint of just like analytically, and you look at the like the the teams that they're putting together, this is arguably the best receiving core that Tom Brady has seen since that um, <clears throat> Branch and Moss duo. You know, he's got Gronk back, and we'll see really what that's going to mm. bring. But with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, like neither of those guys have had a legitimate quarterback up until this point. Um, so I'm really excited to see what Tampa's going to bring. But what I really would like to see, and this is more from a, I can be a hater sometimes, kind of like everybody in the early 2000s with the Lakers, with Shaq and Kobe. I want to see Bill Belichick and Tom Brady crash and burn so hard that I would love to see them get like four wins each this season. Like that would be just, I don't care if we only play like eight games and they go four and four, that's fine with me. Or if we play a full 16 of the NFL season, if they get like four or five wins, I just, my heart will be at peace. Oh, I will be so happy. (laughs) If they both miss the the playoffs, that would genuinely be one of the best things. Even though I don't, I don't hate Belichick. I'm actually kind of a big Belichick fan. I I accredit most of the Patriots success to Bill Belichick and not Tom Brady. Um, But I, yeah, I think it would be, I think it would be good for all football fans except in uh, Boston to not see the Patriots in the playoffs or Tom Brady. All right. So that was a good topic. Awesome. Appreciate it. That's a good start there. Another one that I like to talk about is one that isn't technically official, but it just came out today. Uh, There's rumors about it for a while, but J.R. Smith headed to the Lakers uh, for the rest of the uh, basketball season as they head down to Disney. The first thing I think about is LeBron has always had control over his teams, always, like since as long as we can remember. I do not understand how he could let someone who almost blew their playoff run Lately, like, you know, on this team. Like, I don't understand why he's even letting them within spitting distance. The pros versus the cons of J.R. Smith. I mean, he'll pack a duffel bag of Henny. I mean, maybe he needs him for the after party with his shirt off on the float. But outside of that, I don't know. I don't know what J.R. Smith is really going to bring to that Lakers team. I mean, he's going to bring a familiar – He's going to bring, like, a, a, a sense of – Damn it, Kyle, we're professionals on the Midwesterners podcast. Get it together. <laughs> I'm a podcast host. I really should have my words down. Um, he's going to bring, a, like, a, a sense of comforting to LeBron almost. Like, like, he's played with this guy before. He knows what to expect. He knows not to give him the ball with 10 seconds left in the game. But uh, I don't know. Like, it, he's still a good shot, he, he, like, and he's solid defensively. It, it's just another – We've seen this with LeBron since he went to Miami. It's just bring in a bunch of people and see what you can do. It's just a ragtag group of guys, especially these couple years in L.A. Like, they're just bringing in Randall. Let's bring in Rondo. Let's bring in Dwight Howard. Just bring everyone in. Danny Green. Anyone who can play basketball, come and play with us. And it'll probably work. It it probably will work. I still believe that it'll probably be Lakers-Bucks in the finals. I still think those are the best two teams. But, um, I – yeah, I, I actually like it because I, I am a, de- a a pretty big JR fan. Um, so I, I think it'll be interesting. Brian, I'll allow you to pass if you don't want to comment on it. I was just about to say, uh, <laughs> I don't really, I don't know who JR is. I know who LeBron is. I know he's he's a good player and that he's uh, LeBron a, good who, yes. uh, carries pretty much every team that he's on. So I mean, if he's played with the guy before that that could be great but like chad said there's been some drama there so who knows <laughs> uh, that's my hot takes 
we got to get this guy on on Cowherd or like uh, on, on on first or pardon my take. So that's his next uh, his next stop, Brian Stoffel is. All right. And that, folks, was the Chattelock Checkdown. We often wouldn't start with that, but because it's a sports podcast and that's what you guys came to hear, that's what we wanted to start with. If you've hated us thus far, I don't blame you for checking out. Please don't, though. I think there's some more stuff that you guys can appreciate out there because there's not just sports in the world, um, especially now. There's no sports in the world. So the next segment that we want to talk about, um, based around the excellent recommendations that my buddy Brian Stoffel brings, is the best stuff. Brian, do you have anything this week? I brought a couple things. Do you have anything that you'd like to, the viewers of this, uh, the listeners of this podcast to know that they need to check out? Um, I can bring one thing that could turn into many different things. Uh, it's a crossover that I've read the first two parts of. I just acquired the third part of it not too long ago. And uh, it's a crossover that you wouldn't really expect but alas, it exists, and this crossover is Batman and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So they had a crossover series that came out, I want to say, like two years ago, and it saw the Ninja Turtles in Gotham City, and they were trying to find their way back home. They went through a portal, like every crossover has, and they ended up in Gotham City, and then... Uh, there was a team up of Shredder and Raz Al Ghul, so like the two big ninja clans from each franchise, and there was mutant gen involved in all sorts of chaos. Um, it ended up being so successful that it got not only two parts but three parts. The third part just came out about a month ago, and I'm just finally now about to sit down and read it. There was also an animated movie called Batman versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which was based off of the first book. It's, it's, I was surprised how good it was and how close it was to the book. It's PG-13, so there is some blood and there is some swearing. So even though it's an animated movie, it's not for all the kiddies out there. Um, there was another Batman and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover that was more kid-friendly, and that had the animated series of Batman and the not the newest but like the second newest turtle series crossover for a more kid friendly book so there's a lot of goodness in there as you can see there's a lot of different uh, stories that stemmed from <clears throat> it so that's my suggestions that's my best stuff for the week Please tell me, did they have uh, Ra's al Ghul or Ra's al Ghul, whatever you, whoever, whatever you call him, um, did they use his League of Assassins or did they use the hand for him, for his, like, clan of ninjas? Uh, the League of Assassins. Oh, they missed a perfect opportunity to have the hand and the foot. Well, like, the, hand, you... the hand is Marvel, though. That's the problem. What am I mixing up here? The hand is Marvel. And that was all with the Daredevil stuff. Oh, that's Daredevil and Stick. What am yep. I doing? Yeah, throw me off my own podcast. But, H. Fun, fun trivia news. Uh, the foot was actually based off of the hand from Marvel. A lot of the Ninja Turtles was based off of um, Daredevil and uh, Frank Miller and Marvel. So that's some fun trivia for you there, too. That's what I was talking about, too. Let's not lead anybody else to believe anything other than that. Um, I have two short ones. Uh, one comic book run I just finished. It's been out for a little while. Is The Champions. 
Uh, the Champions is an interesting take on the Avengers. Basically, what happens is, is right away in the beginning of the book, Miss uh, <clears throat> Marvel uh, is like, we show up and we fight the big bad guys, but we never stick around for the cleanup. We always have these fights in the Bronx and we have them in these in Philadelphia and these cities that are kind of poverty stricken and we never stick around to help clean up and, and Iron Man and Thor and, and Hercules are like, we're not, we don't need to be here to, we don't, that's not our job. We don't do that. So while seeing kind of the hypocrisy with that, Miss Marvel, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, uh, Nova, um, Amadeus Cho, who is the totally awesome Hulk, uh, Viv, who is Vision and Wanda's daughter, um, and uh, they, they form a group called the Champions, and they're basically going to all these different areas, whether it's the Middle East, um, where women are really being held down by, by the government there, or if it's protesters that these uh, oil companies are trying to move out of a place where they hired some super baddies to move them out, the Champions really show up to help causes that are worthwhile and not just tackling the supervillains. Um, that exists. It's an awesome run. It's an awesome premise because that's where it started from, but there's some really good characters in it too. Some newer characters. I know a lot of people are really stuck in their ways. They want to keep with the Iron Man, the Thors, but you know, if you really look into it, Ironheart, Miss Marvel, uh, Amadeus Cho as the Hulk, probably personally one of my favorite Hulks. Um, these are really good characters, young characters too, and they're written really well. Uh, the other recommendation I have, the other best stuff that I have has been best stuff for a really long time, but it's really made a revival back into the pop culture world is Avatar The Last Airbender. I realize some people aren't for cartoons. They're not for so-called animes. Sit down and give this show a chance. Your inner childhood will come out. My 12-year-old self loved this show when it first came out. I sat down and rewatched it with my stepson and he absolutely loved it. And I was all back in. And not only does it open up your inner child again, but it is a phenomenal show written so well story arcs done so well and just an awesome premise too i know brian hasn't watched it and i know kyle hasn't watched it probably since he was like eight when it first came out but i'm sure from what brian has heard and what kyle remembers they can make recommendations off of it oh yeah absolutely like it's it, it still is one of my favorite shows even though i haven't seen it in a long time i plan on watching it again but I have started a new series that I will get into in a sec. <laughs> yeah, now that it's on Netflix, it's the perfect time to kind of jump into it. We'll just have to see if I can convince my girlfriend to sit down and watch it too. <laughs> I, I tried. That's why I, it's nice having the backdrop, the backup, because I'm like, hey, wife, let's watch this. And she's like, absolutely not. And I'm like, oh, I know who to pitch this to. Hey, Dan, want to see this cool show where people can throw fire? And he's like, <laughs> absolutely. So... <laughs> Uh, Kyle, Kyle, what do you have for us for the best stuff? So my best stuff, um, it's a pretty, it's one that I'm definitely late to the party on, um, but I'm very glad that I'm starting to get into it. I am now halfway through season two of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, finally, and I, I just kept hearing about how it's one of the best TV shows. It's up there with Parks and Rec, and so I was like, okay, fine, because Michael Schur's on there too is he just makes all the best things. Um, and so I finally gave it a shot and two episodes in, even on the pilot, I was just in love. I, I absolutely love all the characters. I love two of my, I mean, my two favorite things when I'm looking for a TV show is obviously comedy. That's number one. I almost need to, to laugh when I watch a show. And I really like police and detective stuff. So like one of my favorite shows before was Psych, which I actually just got done watching. Um, 
because there's a they're, they're putting out the second Psych movie pretty soon. But um, so I went right to Brooklyn Nine Nine, and they make a lot of the same jokes, but like it's still in the world of police business. But it's hilarious, just absolutely brilliantly written i i absolutely love and i'm only in season two like i i can't even imagine i hear the later seasons get even better i yeah i i'm just absolutely in love with it well i love that show i think andy samberg is one of the funniest men that's alive today he's like like it's so good you can't deny the man's comedic talent like from lonely island to this like and the and in every show that he makes like he's even in an episode of parks and rec and he's just absolutely hilarious Absolutely. Uh, go ahead, Brian. Oh, I was just going to say uh, some news about that show that I heard not too long ago since we're going to be segueing into the news real soon. But I'll just break into a quick news story. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, they've announced that they had like half of that season written and they scrapped all of it and they're going to rewrite it to kind of address like what's going on in the world today with like like the police and how they're kind of viewed and to kind of like touch base on it and to like do it in an honorable way. I mean, I heard the news from Terry Crews in an interview and like he was real passionate about like how they were going to like bring light to some very important topics that are kind of going on in the world today. So that's my little short news before we jump into the news. I think that's awesome because I was actually talking to one of my friends, I think today or yesterday about how like, we do kind of hope this show survives right now um, with the current climate right now. So I, I think if they do something like that, I obviously it's, it's going to have to be done very well and they're going to have to be a little bit careful with it. But I think if they do it right, that could be awesome. Like that could oh, be, absolutely. That could, especially with someone like Terry Crews so involved with it, I think they'll do it right. And the one I will, the only thing I'll chime in on that, I absolutely, I echo both of your guys' sentiments for the show. Phenomenal uh, piece of work. Uh, I will say, though, while I love Andy Samberg in that show, my absolute favorite character is Captain Holt. Mm. I cannot yes. get yes. the stoic, like all, like you think he's very much like a Ron Swanson, but mm. I absolutely find Captain Holt way funnier because his quips and his wit in that show is mm. so funny. And without him even realizing it, like the dad humor that he injects into a lot of it is just so, so good. So. I- Oh, you guys got a lot of stuff here. Batman versus the Ninja Turtles, Batman, the Ninja Turtles, comic book TV series, the champions. Uh, like for the comic books, guys, go. you can do Amazon and stuff, but go to your local comic book store. If you live in the Green Bay area, Powers Comics is amazing. If you go in the Oshkosh area, uh, House of Heroes, uh, comics and games is awesome. Support your local businesses. Um, but then again, TV shows, Avatar, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I know Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I caught on Hulu. And avatars on yep. Netflix now is what's really uh, getting the juice <laughs> back out there. Brooklyn Nine Nine um, is actually because Peacock, NBC's streaming service, is coming out uh, July fifteenth, and that's gonna. There's a free free tier, and then there's a paid tier with no ads. But Brooklyn Nine Nine will be on there, and Psych, which I will also throw out there because I absolutely love that show. Excellent. So we got two segments down. We want to move into some news. Uh, the first one, and I know this is a passionate one for Brian, as he has a, a, a huge, huge comic book animated boner for The Winter Soldier. Um, Disney Plus is one of its first Marvel TV series that's going to come out is Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, while we were already excited for this, 
Anthony Mackie came out in an interview just last week and said that this show is basically going to be a six hour long MCU movie. That's what we're going to get is basically a six hour long movie that's broken up into episodes and it's just going to leave off right here. And it's just it, hearing a guy in the show say that and Anthony Mackie has done a lot, Anthony Mackie has done a lot more than just MCU. I trust this guy's judgment. Go ahead, Brian. Brian, that's all you. <laughs> Brian, it's uh, time to it, talk. Based off of uh, mm. The Mandalorian, which was another Disney Plus show, uh, that kind of set the bar for me it's to where like I expect this to be like a six-hour movie because The Mandalorian was pretty much like an eight-hour movie. But with Star Wars. All hail Wars, John Favreau. All hail John Favreau. <laughs> Must protect uh, him. Yes. Uh, that show, it had the budget, it had the story, it had the heart. It felt like a movie. The only thing that didn't feel like a movie was when I was 42 minutes in and then I had like the credits and I was like, no, I don't want to wait another week to watch and see what happens next. And that's what's going to kill me about. Uh, this show is just the wait, but otherwise it's gonna be, it's gonna be great. I have some pretty high expectations. That is, if there is anything that I will say is a problem with our generation, isn't a problem that we cause for other people. It's a problem that we cause for ourselves because we are like really the 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 birth of Netflix, like not the CD Netflix, like the live streaming Netflix. We are binge culture, so there's so many TV shows that if you never saw it, like. I know that I never saw The Office once before I started watching it on Netflix. And now I think in the last four years, I've watched it like 10 times through. We're binge culture. So when like a show of Disney Plus or someone forces us to wait, they're like, no, no, no. You only get 42 minutes a week. It is, it is so much harder because I'm like, what are you talking about? I can go watch all six Star Wars movies in a row, all nine Star Wars in a movie in a row right now, skipping Rogue One, not for me. Nine movies in a row, never stop. I don't even have to get up to go to the bathroom. I can watch it straight through. Don't make me wait a week for 42 minutes. How dare you? I actually – Oh, go ahead. I man. was going to say the other bad thing that uh, we've kind of brought into ourselves <clears throat> with the culture is that, like, all right, you can you can solve that problem of waiting a week by just waiting until it's all out. But then you have the internet trolls that are going to spoil everything everywhere. Even – even the companies themselves end up spoiling stuff most of the time. So it's like you're, you're forced to watch it when it comes out and then you have to wait until the next one comes out. So it's, it's kind of, it's kind of that double-edged sword that we've got there with both, you know, the, the binge culture and having to wait and then needing to watch it right away to not ruin anything too. Well, I think there's, there's almost an inherent problem with, binge watching and like like what netflix does especially with like stranger things they just here's the whole season and then like if you don't watch it like with this third season i didn't watch it for like a month just because i was so busy with everything and then it's like all my friends wanted to talk to me about it and it's like hold hold on i haven't seen it yet just gonna just wait to so like i think what disney plus has done so well is bringing back appointment tv almost where you do have to watch it every friday or whenever they're gonna drop uh these next shows like I, I think it's a really good idea. Even if you want to hold back, you're probably going to see a couple spoilers to watch it all. But I, especially as like a wrestling fan, I watch, I'm, I'm on my couch every Wednesday at seven o'clock to watch 
both wrestling shows. Like I, uh, appointment TV, I think is a lost art. And uh, now that Disney plus is kind of bringing it back, you can still obviously binge it if you need to, but I really think it's a great idea because you do build anticipation. There's, you know, with cliffhangers, if you're just watching stranger things, like, Oh my God, what's going to happen next? next episode that's what happened like no you get to build on it you get to speculate and it brings up so much more conversation at the water coolers or over social media people get to speculate people get to talk about it more and it almost creates more buzz for the show i actually love it even though it is that like oh i don't want to wait until next week to see the season finale but i i think it's i think it's a really smart move absolutely i i absolutely agree um Brian Dijan Moore and Winter Soldier and the Falcon. We went down a rabbit hole. I'm sorry, man. We 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 went way down. Uh, We're down there with Alice. I feel like we went pretty heavy on it with the last episode that I was on with uh, this podcast with Kyle. So I think I think it's good to just leave it where we were at. Way to go, Kyle, for bringing in the positives of uh, the week to week waiting. <laughs> After Chad and I bashed it. <laughs> so it's balance. It's all about exactly. balance. Um, another Disney Plus show that's going to be coming out uh, is WandaVision. Uh, again, a lot of hype for this show coming out as well. And more good news. Uh, the information came out that Winter's, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision were slated to be about six to eight episodes um, a piece. But as of right now, uh, with what they've recorded and what they don't want to cut and what they want to include in the show, WandaVision is going to be at least nine episodes, if not more. So they said they could land anywhere between nine and 12 episodes for their first season. So we potentially can have double the, the show in the first season than we were going to get originally. And again, they're bringing in the right producers. They're bringing in characters from the MCU to Disney+. Plus. We're getting Paul Bettany as Vision again. Um, we're getting uh, which one of the, the, the sisters is it? Is it Michelle? Uh, Olsen, you know, because it's, it's Michelle and Ashley. Elizabeth and the Olsen. Yeah, Elizabeth, yeah. sorry, whatever. Yep, I, yep. I um, Elizabeth Olsen, thank you. Uh, so you're getting a lot of characters back again, and, and to know that, you know, it's going to be, I expect it to be the same quality, like you said, with The Mandalorian, and then them sneaking out that they're going to be like, hey, guess what? We're going to give you a double right off the bat. It's pretty sweet. More the merrier. That's what I say. I mean, uh this show kind of has a lot riding on it just because it's tying into um, the new Doctor Strange movie. And now it's going to be interesting to see how even that comes together now that they've had the director swap outs and whatnot. And now that Sam Raimi is uh, slated to direct it. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just hungry for this new Marvel stuff, especially with Corona right now and how we didn't get Black Widow and until like, another month or two from now i don't even know with corona i think it's november where it lands in the schedule but either way like we haven't had new marvel since endgame have we spider-man far far from home yeah but even that was like a year ago already like i'm i'm hungry for some new for some new mcu stuff so yeah more than merrier i yeah and more than merrier like especially with that show like it, it it has so many open-ended storytelling devices like they can do as much I, I bet you they were like everything got pushed back and they're sitting there like we could do a couple Plus, we could those do were couple two more. supporting characters like mm-hmm. i mean chad and i and even even you kyle probably know a little bit more than the uh majority of the population who's into the marvel movies about those two characters but as far as like they go in the mcu there's a lot 
that hasn't been developed yet. And so uh, it's, it's going to be good to see how they've changed and incorporated things um, into the MCU at, from the comics as well. Absolutely. Well, with two good pieces of news, as always, we have to balance it out. Uh, I, am, I am sad to report to you guys that uh, Robot Rat Child Casino Pizza Emporium and Cirque du Soleil have uh, filed for bankruptcy last week. Sorry if you didn't catch that. Uh, Chuck E. Cheese and Cirque du Soleil have filed for bankruptcy this week. <laughs> Obviously, this is a joke, guys. Businesses nowadays, big corporations like this, file for bankruptcy, about the same as Michael Scott declared bankruptcy. It doesn't really exist. It's not a thing. They filed Chapter 13 or Chapter 17 which basically gives them the ability to like, well, Cirque du Soleil is a little bit different. But like Chuck E. Cheese is like, oh no, we're not bankrupt, bankrupt. We're chapter 13 bankrupt. It just means we can close down 50% of our buildings, not pay our employees, no severance packages. Good luck with the rest of your life. So there's ways to keep businesses afloat. It's the way that Toys R Us filed for bankruptcy, but then filed for bankruptcy like over again. So we'll see what happens with it. We don't need to to pile on it i just mostly wanted to bring it up even like amc that filed for bankruptcy at the beginning of coronavirus and the news about how like they're they were being sued by the landlords because they weren't paying the rent or whatever they're still scheduled to be opening if they're not already open so yeah this this is all like it's news but it's kind of fake news at the same time like they're 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 for bankruptcy, but they're I don't think they're going anywhere anytime soon. This is a great opportunity for them to get in contact with Scott Cawthon and for them to rebrand as Five Nights at Freddy's. Freddy Fazbear's, they already got the <laughs> animatronics. Make it a horror attraction and they'll be fine. No. Yeah, you could do it like a haunted house even, like uh or Those like things are VR cool. stuff, you know. Like I don't know. There's endless possibilities. Well, the pizza's already nightmare fuel, so they're halfway there already. um, All right. So this last segment, we're going to do something a little fun. It's going to be more like a rapid fire round. If somebody feels really passionate about uh, a certain side, I want you to just bury uh, your adversary. Uh, Not only am I running out of time, my pregnant wife has sent the text of, what are you still doing in the basement? Uh, So we we are approaching the end of, the pilot episode here but i want to go through a who wins a versus if you will i'm going to give you guys two characters that go head to head you can throw whatever you want different versions of the characters uh stipulations that may make sense or may may not make sense if i give you the fact that it's going to be uh batman and iron man uh fighting if if kyle's like yeah well iron man would just blast him with with his <clears throat> with his cannons and and uh, uh brian's like yeah well no he wouldn't because batman has an emp bam you're done that's the kind of stuff i want to see it doesn't necessarily have to be logical but it has to make this much sense and then i will agree or disagree with the winner or the loser you guys ready absolutely let's do it excellent first one classic argument dc versus marvel superman versus the hulk brian you open this one um I'm going to go with the Hulk just because like the angrier he gets, the stronger he gets. And the more that you do anything to him to bother him, the angrier he's going to get. And then I'm thinking of like the current uh, Hulk run right now. That's called the immortal Hulk. 
where you can't kill the guy. Like, you can kill Bruce Banner during the day, but the Hulk is still going to come back, and he's still going to get his two cents in, and he's probably going to end you in a pretty gruesome way. All right, Kyle, that gives you Superman. Let's hear it. I have to fight for Superman? (laughs) I was not prepared for this. <clears throat> well, th- it's easy. He could just fly up into the atmosphere where he's closer to the sun. He will then be stronger. Um, uh, so you want this to be a waiting game? You want yeah. Hulk to grow tired and turn back into Banner, and that's how he wins a fight by pacifism? Yeah. It uh, seems like Kyle. a pretty Superman thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah super, su- super wimp, more like it. That's why he's in DC by himself. Uh, his biggest adversary is I Batman. mean, the Hulk is green. Blank. Kryptonite's green. Who knows? The Hulk could have a little bit of kryptonite in him with all that Ooh. radiation and then boom, maybe, Superman is even more done. Maybe Marvel gamma rays are equal to DC kryptonite. Maybe he's just a giant. He just radiates kryptonite. I was One so punch. ready I was so ready to argue that Hulk can go get kryptonite, but Superman can't go get it. <laughs> <laughs> I was so ready for this. I'm, okay, now I'm, now I'm in the mindset. All right. Okay, well, Kyle, I'll give you the next one. Um, you guys, you guys have both watched Parks and Rec and The Office, right? Mm-hmm. Excellent. Dwight Schrute versus Andy Dwyer. <laughs> Kyle, you get to start. Is this like hand-to-hand physical combat? Sure. And I guess uh, Andy gets his guitar and his Johnny Karate stuff, and Dwight Schrute gets whatever he had in The Office. Dwight's winning. You see how many weapons he's hidden in that offense? He like he could kill a mob of people just with the throwing stars, the knives, the swords that he hides in there. Johnny Karate's a fun little kid's character. Yeah, but he ain't doing anything against nunchuck like actual nunchucks that, that like he could use his plastic ones, but Dwight Schrute's taking that all day. Uh, Andy is a wild card because the majority of the time even Andy doesn't know what he's doing. So chances are he's going to slip, make some kind of mistake that ends up taking out Dwight. Uh, Dwight's going to underestimate him. He's going to be like, this guy's super easy. And then that's where his downfall is going to be. Chad just said that, you know, somebody has to win. Well, I think it's a win if Dwight gets taken out, but I could see Andy going out in the same process. I like where your head was at with that, Brian. I will say the one argument that outweighs it for me is Dwight is an actual black belt, and Andy Dwyer is like a TV black belt, so it's not really real. And while Andy can take a beating, Dwight is the one. I mean, one throw, one errant throwing star, even if Dwight can't throw properly, that's it. It's all over. I got to give it to Dwight. Kyle, there you go. One to one. All right. Next one. Uh, these are going to get a little bit harder because I don't know if you guys have seen all this stuff, but you're going to have to you're going to have to throw in for it. Um, I want TV's The Green Arrow versus MCU's Hawkeye. Ryan, you go. Uh, I'm going to go with Hawkeye just because. Uh, yeah, of course, you <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's got the most experience. He's been trained by the government by Shield to be like the super spy guy while Oliver Queen had to train himself on an island. Uh, That's not true. He got trained by the League of Shadows. Ra's al Ghul. What are you talking about? I watched like two seasons of that show. Thanks for taking my argument. As as far as I've (laughs) seen, he he trained himself in the woods. And yeah, Hawkeye, I just think that Hawkeye's got the most experience. He's been trained to be the spy to take out 
the guy. Plus, his arrows have all the different kind of gadgets to him. He's got the explodey arrows. He's got the goopy arrows. He's got, you know, the explodey arrows. The, says. the grappling hook arrows. He's got the flamethrower arrows. Like, as far as I've seen with Green Arrow, he just has regular bow, like a regular bow and regular arrows. Oh, how okay. you'd be wrong. Oliver Queen has all of that and more. He was trained by Razel Ghoul. Not to mention a number of other uh, people in military from around the world. Um, he, yes, he was trained on an island, but for five years. If you gave me five years, I could become a master of archery too. This dude, again, has all the same gadgets as Hawkeye, but he has better training because it was the League of Assassins. And he then became the leader of the League of Assassins. <laughs> he, he, he fought Ra's al Ghul head to head and won that fight. He was then Ra's al Ghul, actually. This, no, Oliver Queen would take that easy. Kyle, if I gave you five years to train to be an archer, you know what you would do with those five years? You would make a podcast <laughs> and talk about how you're going to learn how to be the best archer in the world. And that's as far as that would go. <laughs> I was going to say he'd shoot bow for five minutes and then podcast about it for the next five years. Um, I will. Okay. So I will say this. um, I specifically picked this. I thought you had seen more of the arrow. I specifically picked this because I'm torn because comic book wise, I would take Hawkeye every time because he is way more badass. Oliver Queen in the comics is way more like, ha ha, look at me, Robin Hood making quips or Hawkeye is a lot tougher. But in this specific instance, um, uh, I got. I have to go with TV's Green Arrow over the Hawkeye of the MCU because unfortunately he is kind of written into the MCU as like where you say trained. He is older. He's a dad of two. You know, he's a, he's a married old guy. So while I I kind of already had my mind made up, Kyle also made some great points. Um, one of the other people he was trained by was Slade Wilson, Deathstroke. So that's a, that's another. I've seen that part. I've <laughs> seen all eight seasons of that show. Do it to its finale. Okay, so we got this, we got that. Okay, what about, so you've seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you guys have seen Always Sunny in Philadelphia, right? Mm, yeah, some, yeah. I want Brooklyn Nine-Nine's Sergeant Terry versus Danny DeVito as the trash man. <laughs> Kyle, you get to start. <laughs> oh, no! I'm taking the trash man. I, <laughs> listen, I, Terry's way too much of a softy. Plus, he's a little scared. I get, I'm not, again, I'm early in the show, but like, He's he's a dad. He's very conscious of like losing his life. You know, he 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 might be a little too cautious at times. That where the trash man, he's just going in. I haven't even seen this episode. I just know so much about that specifically. Yeah, the trash man's winning. Like I I I barely even need to make an argument. I'm gonna start with the most obvious thing, and that's uh, Terry Crews is like five times the size of Danny DeVito. Low center Second of gravity. Of all, Danny Low DeVito. I, I don't know if I've seen the Trashman episode of Sonny either, but uh, Danny DeVito, if I'm hearing the name Trashman, I'm assuming that he's going to eat Terry's yogurt, and nobody eats Terry's yogurt, so uh, he's going to end him either way. I, I wish you guys would have seen the Trashman episode, because basically the gang brings back like this really downgraded, low-level like wrestling, because they want to raise money for this this veteran. And basically the whole time, Danny DeVito wants to be the trash man. He's like, I used to do it in college. I, I come out and I eat garbage. And I'm like, and they're like, what do you know? But anyways, they do this whole fight and they have Cricket as the heel. And then at the end of the fight where Cricket is going to win, 
Danny DeVito runs in, or Frank Reynolds runs in, dressed in this all black like onesie with a big trash can, like a metal trash can, and he throws it, and it lacerates Cricket's jugular, and he's like spraying blood, and he's like, and he's eating the garbage. He's like, I'm the trash man, and then that's how the episode ends. With Cricket like almost dying. So, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, while that episode is phenomenal, I wasn't thinking about Terry's yogurt, so mm, I have to yeah. give this a draw. I, I, I got to level it out there. Wow, Kyle had great points. I wanted to go trash man, but I, I, I got to give it to you there. I'll give you a draw on that one. Okay, one more. This is the last one. This one will be easier for um, uh, Kyle. I forgot your name for a second. Uh, Kyle, <laughs> then it will be for Brian. Um, Bryce Harper versus Russell Westbrook. Oh... Brian Russell Westbrook is a small forward for the uh, well now the Houston Rockets. He's a wily guy. He looks like a little angry turtle at times. He looks like a he looks like a TMNT turtle all the time. Uh, I'm gonna go Bryce Harper. He's got a weapon. <laughs> what are you gonna do with a basketball? It's gonna get hit like 450 feet by Bryce Harper. He's just gonna hit a bomb with it, and then Russell is not going to have anything to fight with. Uh, Bryce Harper, he's, uh, he's bigger, even though Russell Westbrook, he might, be, he might be built, he might be quick, but, you know, Bryce is an outfielder. He's got the speed. He's got the reaction time to go with it, but you got to go with the bigger guy who will have a wooden bat with him. Brian. Do I have the turtle guy? <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, so I got the turtle guy. So if he looks like a turtle and he's as crazy as Chad says he is, <laughs> Chances are, I have the guy. He's probably been trained uh, by a rat, or he thinks that he's been trained by a rat in the form of ninjutsu, and he's gonna use that. Plus, don't talk about Kevin Durant like that. Uh, if he's as crazy as y'all think and say he is, like he's the wild card. Anything's possible with him, and I would. I'm going to vote for the wild card. I'm going to vote for the underdog. And I'm going to say that Turtle Man is taking the, the win for this one. I wanted it to be Russell Westbrook so bad in this argument. But I never thought that that Kyle would go directly to he'll bludgeon him with a baseball bat. <laughs> so, so, unfortunately, I'm going to have to go with Bryce Harper. I don't know exactly where our scores fell here. But that is the did last I, one. Did I win that last one? Because if I didn't, then Kyle beat me by a landslide. <laughs> oh, then he beat you by a landslide. Sorry, we got to go Bryce Harper with the baseball bat. I'm sorry, man. He's like he's like Negan to Glenn the turtle. He's the turtle soup now. It's like Kevin uh, after the episode of the summer when he smashes the turtle. Um, That's all right, Kyle. He's just kissing your ass because he forgot your name. Yeah, for, probably. <laughs> it's also his show, and he let us pile it on it, so he should probably be nice to Yeah, it was, um, it, was, it was pretty stacked there, so. <laughs> all right, so that is what we have today. For Midwesterners, I will go through again. I know Kyle's got some stuff to finish it out. That is Midwesterners. That's M-I-D-W-E-S-T-E-R-N-E-R-D-S at Twitter, at Instagram, and the Midwesterners podcast on Facebook. We hope you guys check us out. We should have an episode up this Friday. I know Chad spelt it out, and he said it a couple times. It sounded like he said Midwesterners, but it is Midwester and then nerds at the end. So Midwester combined with nerds makes Midwestern nerds. So 
I should let you say it. I'm not as good at it. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where you see it and you're like, that makes sense. But then it's also kind of hard to say at the same time, which is mm-hmm. unfortunate for a podcast name, but we're going to make it work. So Midwestern nerds. Midwestern nerds. I think it works. Yeah, I love it. I When you text me that earlier, that was, I genuinely love it. Um, uh, yeah, all the links for that will be in the description as well as it spelled out correctly. Um, so you guys can find all that information. Please give, uh, give these guys a subscribe um, and follow them on all those social media so you can follow up with them. I, I, I mean, I'm going to follow the podcast for sure. I'm going to be listening to it because this sounds amazing. I'm genuinely excited for that. Um, as far as our handles, uh, at FRKO Podcast, at Three Count Review, the one, the new one will be announced in the future on a later date. But I'm very excited for that one. Um, but yeah, as as always, all those links are in the description below. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, you guys, for coming on here and doing your pilot episode. Thanks for having us on here, Kyle, and thanks for letting us do the pilot episode on your podcast. We're honored to be a part of it, and we're honored that you got to be a part of our pilot as well. Absolutely, man. Can't thank you enough. Of course. Um, we will do the Madden ratings episode. It, it, it is going to happen. I have my ratings. I had them a week ago. Coming we, soon. Coming in 2022. soon. <laughs> God, I hope not. Just like the Marvel movies, we're getting pushed back. But anyway, thank you guys all for listening. Again, make sure to subscribe to both the podcasts, and we will see you next time. Chap lips and my jacket unzipped. Been getting chilly. Who we kidding? About as cold as my wrist. Got me down in a fifth. Got me drowning in indecisions. Genie, I'm full of wishes. Still can't help with the disposition. I'm just a young college kid with all the privilege. Trust beyond belief. So catch me storming through the villages. Keep an image of Priscilla with the J. Dilla Dilla. Need another dollar. Dollar in Manila. So vanilla with a swirl. Let the blade run. Tongue drip sliced down the middle of our nation. Heebie-jeebies, we already had this conversation. Kept me busy since day one. Accusations. Pockets gained a little weight like my ex-bitch. Still the only bricks that I've been stacking been in Tetris. Never measure up because we've been on a different metric. And I don't give a fuck about who the next I fill the is. hole in my soul with Palace and pre logos. Acid wash jeans, the Vans and the Ralph Polo. Burnt like my tongue after sipping some hot cocoa. I just want to jump from the top and fly solo. Fill the hole in my soul with Palace and pre logos. Acid wash jeans, the Vans and the Ralph Polo. Burnt like my tongue after sipping some hot cocoa. I just want to jump from the top and fly solo.